homage to Sakyamuni Buddha, homage to His Holiness Lama Achuk, homage to His Holiness Gyalwe Nyugu Rinpoche. Let's raise Bodhicitta to benefit countless suffering sentient beings. May all beings have happiness and all the causes of happiness. May they be free from suffering and all the causes of suffering. May they never be separated from the great happiness, devoid of suffering. And may they forever dwell in the great equanimity, free from attachment and aversion. Welcome back everybody. And today we're going to talk about the concept of samsara. And this really comes about because of our grasping to an eye and our or attachment to a truly existing eye and our dualistic mind. As a result of this, the five poisons arise, including ignorance, which is ignorance, attachment, aversion, pride, and jealousy, which create our negative karma with which we act in our body, speech, and mind, or else the ten virtuous actions, which um, then also create positive karma. And then all of these actions of our body, speech, and mind, they store or they leave imprints in our mind stream, in our liar. And this continues or stays in our mind stream, which is continuous. And then as we discussed with cause and effect, is that when the right causes and conditions come together with those uh, imprints in our mind stream, then the result manifests. And we have cause and effect. And the effect is either these experiences that we have where we have dukkha, which is uh, feelings of discontentment, discomfort, unhappiness, or feelings of um, happiness or joy. And all these karmic seeds or these imprints that are being left behind in our continuous mind stream then continues us perpetuating in this circling of samsara. And we are always living in an experience of the six different realms. And this we've been experiencing for countless lifetimes. The only problem is, is that we don't remember them. So we may have gone from the hell realms to an animal life, from an animal life to the God realm, to a human realm. But we would be circling between those six realms and never leaving these six realms. And what are the six realms? Is the hell realms, the hungry ghost realms, the animal realm, the human realm, the realm of the Asuras and the realm of the gods. And this also perpetuates in the sense that as some karmic causes and conditions ripen, we have the effect. But in the time that we're having the effect, our actions, our behavior are also planting new karmic seeds, which will then be the cause for future uh, positive or negative karma. And so this is a perpetuating a continual scenario. scenario. And if we really observe our mind, you'll see that it never really stops working. Maybe it stops for a very short time, a few moments, maybe maximum a few minutes. But our mind, although we rest our body, our mind very seldom rests. If we really just observe our mind, 
maybe we take a rest, we sit down for a while to relax, and our body's relaxing, but after a few moments or a few minutes, we start thinking about something, something that still needs to be done, uh, something that happened with somebody, maybe it was a really pleasant event, maybe it was a really unhappy event. Sometimes we get involved with fantasies, fantasies that we find ourselves giggling to ourselves. We have a lot of humor in them. And sometimes uh, these fantasies can be a little bit dark and unhappy and uh, cause us to feel unhappy. Sometimes even that we are sitting there and nobody's done anything to us, but we find that we have tears in our eyes and we're feeling unhappy. And these thoughts that are arising, it's not so easy for us to stop them. We might think, oh, stop thinking about this. I really don't feel like this. Maybe we've got some anxiety or some worry. But within a few moments, unconsciously, we've entered into that pattern of thinking again. So often it is that we really don't have any significant control in being able to stop what we're thinking as well. And this continues as well into our sleep. It doesn't stop just when we're in our waking hours. It carries on in our sleep. It continues at the time of our death. And it carries on in the bardos as well. Now, if you think about at the time of death, how many people's minds just completely stop working. If you think about people at the, at the time of death, they might be thinking of many things. And those things that they're thinking about as well, will they be able to control what they're thinking? Maybe they're experiencing some anxiety towards death or some fear of death. That's going to be very difficult unless they have some kind of specific mind training that they'll be able to control and let go of what they're thinking or worrying about. And the bardos is that stage between when we've died and or this physical body has died and the next body takes or is formed. The general guideline is that from death until the next rebirth is around 49 days. But this can really differ greatly or vastly depending on respective beings' karma. And in the state in between, the mind is also working continuously. And this, in this state, it can also be very difficult because they say that in this state, the mind is working so much faster than when we are in our normal life because it is not bound by the body anymore. And so from this, we understand that the mind is continuous. And what is the root cause of this forming of the karma and perpetuating in samsara is this um, mind that is used to the concept of a truly existing self. So we have this self-clinging. We have attachment to the five aggregates. And what are the five aggregates really? It's really what they use in Buddhism to say how a human or what constructs a human. And briefly, what are these five aggregates? The first is form. This is like our body or our body parts. The second is feeling. These are these positive or negative or neutral feelings that we have. Things may be pleasant or painful or we don't really have any feeling about them. You could say it's this aspect of our mind that discriminates, that clings onto things or grasps onto things or rejects things. 
clings onto those things that it likes and rejects those things which it perceives to not like. And the third is perception. And these are our five senses, our taste, smell, hearing, sight, and smell. And the sixth one is, our, is the mental state. This is the mind of ideas that labels things and sometimes labels things incorrectly, misconceives them. And the fourth is volition. This is the part that, with which we act. This may be where we actually enter or act with body, speech or mind according to some kind of emotion or some thought. And the fifth is the conscious mind, or what they call consciousness. And this is the alaya, or what we might maybe say as simple awareness. And if we put all of these aggregates together, then we get what we call a human being. It's also good to know that we can train these various aspects, these various aggregates through meditation or other mind training. Then what happens is we have this habit of attaching to these five aggregates or the self, which we perceive to be the self as being permanent or independent. And because of the self-grasping, we enter into these actions which creates, create cause and effect and karma. So to put it simply, just the self, we're used to the concept of a truly existing self and we attach to this. And then this gives the appearance of the six realms in, in samsara. And this just shows the difference appearance of the different six realms depends on our different perception or our different states of mind. Maybe an example of how this works is that uh, as a thought of intense anger or hatred or revenge arises, it produces this feeling in our mind, this feeling of discomfort. And um, this then leaves an imprint within our mind stream. And this doesn't manifest yet. It stays in the mind stream. And then when after we die, we might be in the bardos. And then with this cause, this imprint, and the karmic winds blow, the right causes and conditions come together, then we may manifest as a body. Or And also to note that it's not always that it is experienced as the five aggregates. This is the human realm that is experiencing it as the five aggregates. There are other realms that maybe only have four ag aggregates. Maybe, for example, might be a ghost realm. They might not have the form aggregate or the body, the physical body. And the same principle would work for the other afflictive emotions. For instance, the craving. If we have an intense feeling of craving, it leaves the seed or this imprint in our mind stream. Right there and then, the hell realm doesn't manifest. But in the bardos, it's possible that that imprint is then joined with other causes and conditions. Those karmic winds uh, blow and we manifest into the ghost realm. And if we observe, we'll see that this is really happening throughout our daily life. All our motivations and intentions and all our actions are planting these karmic seeds. And last week with cause and effect, we spoke about the force of intention of um, some of these karmic seeds. 
thoughts or intentions with the power to produce results or to push us in the direction of results. Maybe a silly example of this is maybe you think, I really feel like having a party. And through this thought of intention, you think about it for a while and then you say something and then you chat to a few friends and then all of a sudden everybody's getting together for a party. The party started where? With that initial karmic seed, that initial intention. And that initial intention had the power to produce a result. And also, it's also very important that we remember, as we spoke about last week, the cause and effect, that we can use this principle to stop all the causes and conditions from coming together. For instance, once you have be, been born as an animal, let's say we were born as, as a mosquito, or maybe let's use the example of a dog. If you're born for a dog, as a dog, that result, that karmic result has now come to fruition. And for as long as that life exists, it still has that karmic uh, result, you will be a dog for the rest of your life. Just like we have the karmic result of having this human body for this life. And so samsara is the thrust or the energy of this karma that we've already committed that pushes us in certain directions or uh, influence us, influences us to act in certain ways, to think in certain ways, to speak in certain ways, to, to act in certain ways. Maybe just like an electric car, that when we put our foot on the accelerator, it's going to project us in that direction. Or the energy is going to send us in that direction. And when we're traveling in a certain direction and we want to put on the brakes, the car doesn't stop immediately. There's still a form of inertia or momentum that it takes a few moments or a few seconds to be able to stop the motor vehicle. And with this principle as well, it's just to say that if we've been experiencing negative, experiencing negative um, events in our life, and we do positive, it's not like immediately those negatives are going to turn into positive results. It may take time. The inertia or the momentum of our past negative actions may still come into play before all of those positive deeds that we have done bring about positive results. And because sentient beings don't understand the concept of cause and effect or the law of cause and effect, and they don't actively apply an antidote to it, this effect of cause and effect perpetuates, perpetuates itself and this is how or why they say that sentient beings are stuck in the circle of samsara and they perpetuate in the circle of samsara between the different realms. And the result of all their previous actions pushes them in certain directions. And so they say, that sentient beings are blown by the winds of karma. When the karmic winds come up, they're blown by the wind in the direction of their positive or negative actions of body, speech and mind. And as a result, they are never really free. Or that they have no real control over their lives. And due to the respective karma that they've committed, they'll perceive the world differently. So 
just as they give the example of water, the god realms perceive the water as nectar. The animals, may, some of them may perceive as a home. To the hungry ghost, it might be blood and pus. To the hell realms, it might be perceived as molten iron. And to humans, it's perceived as water. In the same way, different beings may perceive the same place differently. For some beings, it may be perceived as a beautiful, wonderful place. And for others, it might be perceived as a really terrible, horrible unpleasant place and we can see in our daily life how this comes into being with respect to karma as well how we perceive different people you can just have one person and that one person can be perceived differently by other people so it's the same person let's say it is um, somebody's brother that somebody's brother to somebody else could be a husband to another person, it could be a competitor or an enemy. To a crocodile, maybe as food. So that one person can be perceived very differently by many different people. Or we the example of different foods as well. Some people may really like a certain dish, and for other people, it may be taste like poison. Or if they just hear about it, or they just smell it, their stomach might wrench into knots. And where is this illusion arising? From everybody's different individual karma. The enlightened beings are experiencing them as moment-by-moment moment illusory events. And so we continue experiencing different happinesses and unhappinesses due to the respect of karma, whether we believe in karma or cause and effect or not. And this was a brief introduction into the concept of samsara. Let's dedicate the merits. By these merits may all obtain omniscience, having defeated the enemies of wrongdoings in the turbulent waves of birth, old age, sickness and death, may all be liberated from the ocean of the suffering of samsara. Sonam duyu tamcha tsubanye tobnye nyepe tranang khachecha Kyeka nachir balang trupai tsipi tsoli trowa trowa shoh